0: Hello there, welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the word. All right, so let's uh, um, get into the message this morning. I want to start something that I will call the blessing, the blessing. I want to talk about the blessing, and um, I hope that you will be blessed. I trust God to uh, bring his word to uh, encourage you in these times in Jesus' name. You see, the word of God is living and powerful. The Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let's prepare our hearts as we go into the word, beginning with the um, subject, the blessing. Let's pray. Father, we just ask that your word speaks to our heart today. We pray that your word will do the work that it does to create, to recreate, to replenish, to to, to feed us, to strengthen us, oh God. Your word says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. So, Lord, use me as your vessel. David wrote, he said, The Spirit of God is in me and speaks through me. Lord, let your Spirit speak through me today to bless us, to bless my household, to bless every household that is connected to this call, uh, to this uh, broadcast at this time. Thank you, Father, for the uh, opportunity and the, the fact that we can meet together online in these times. May your name be glorified forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, As I go into the message, I want to say, uh, people have, uh, I've gotten a a couple of messages even this morning, people asking about when we're going to be meeting in person. Well, we will send the word out each time we're able to meet in person. We have a yard service coming up, I believe, on um, the 16th next weekend. So that's how we've been able to meet because we, up until this time, did not own a building. We're working to get into a building, as many of you know, so The school division has not allowed churches that are renting from schools to go back in due to COVID. So we're still doing online and once in a while here and there we'll have in-person meetings and it will be glorious. Each time we've had it, we've had two already and we're going to have a third one and we make it a a fun time with the barbecue and we're hoping that you can join us. Now, if you're watching from somewhere else and you're unable to come, well, uh, thank God that you're able to join us and I pray that you get blessed online as well. Okay, so... Into the message, the blessing. What does the word blessing mean? So I was checking the dictionary. I I already had it written out what I, you know, based on my experience and reading the scriptures, what the blessing is. But I thought I should go to the English dictionaries and check. So I went to Merriam Webster, I went to one other dictionary and, um, you know, an online uh, source. And I saw that the dictionary gives a very limited meaning and description of the word blessing. And I wouldn't blame them because if the person describing it doesn't really know what the blessing is, they are probably going to give. A limited uh, description or, or, or definition of blessing. The words "favor" and "protection" were prominent in the descriptions that the dictionary gave of the word "blessing." And some, some, one of them was: uh, it's a prayer before a meal. Uh, another one uh, says that it is when a minister in, a, you know, uh, prays for favor and protection over um, a person or a group of people or something like that. But I would like to say that it's way beyond that. It's, it's important that we understand that all of those things uh, represent uh, the blessing of the Lord. When we pray for protection and favor, it's an aspect of God's blessing. But it's important to understand the root, the foundation of what the blessing is. I want to say that it is actually to confer a divine grace or attribute to a person. So this, that definition now makes it very broad. You know, because then you, 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 when it's divine attribute, the favor of God can come upon the individual or a group of people, the, uh, or, you know, or a place or a lineage or a geographical region. So a place can be blessed by God. A, a home can be blessed by God. You can have two houses on the same street and one of them has the blessing of the Lord on it and the other does not. And one of them has, in other words, the divine attribute of God has been conferred on that house, on that location, on that place, on that family, on the people in that home. The opposite of a blessing is a curse, Mm -hmm. all right? And we don't want to be under a curse because when a person labors under a curse, they are limited, they are in pain, they are in sorrow, there is difficulty all around them. But when a person is under, a blessing, it's a completely different story. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the blessing for the next couple of weeks, and I pray that as we talk about the blessing, we can tie it to what is happening in our world today, the difficulties that are about to come upon our earth, my job as a minister is to build people up, is to build the, the, the church up uh, to, to the full measure of the statue of Christ. Well, I don't do it. God does it. So I am part of the church. I'm part of the body of Christ. So as we preach the word of God, it's to build faith. And as our faith grows, we become strong in the face of temptation, strong in the face of trials, strong in the face of Testing, strong in the face of tribulation. When you put testing, trials, temptations, and tribulation together, that's a whole chaotic situation. That's cataclysmic. When you put all of those together, there's another T word that God helps us to enjoy. I tell you, when all of these come together, you, when you go through trials, through temptation, through testings, through tribulation, there is something that God can do in your life if you are blessed. When all these four things happen, if the blessing of the Lord is upon you, trials won't take you down, testings won't take you down, temptations won't take you down, tribulations will take you down and then what happens you will become triumphant you see that you will trump all of the difficulties you will you will have victory all of the uh, uh, against all of the things that have come against you so all of those four t-words that that have been been mentioned because of jesus's blessing upon you you are able to triumph hallelujah my prayer for us today is that we triumph over every test over every temptation over every trial over every difficulty in jesus mighty name When we pray over a meal, we are blessing our meal. When we pray over a person, over a place, over a home, over a vehicle, over over a a, a piece of land, over a piece of property, I mean, even inanimate objects, you are saying, I want them blessed. I don't want the devil's hand to touch what belongs to me, because whatever belongs to me belongs to God. Hallelujah. You know, when David was singing the second song, I know everything I have is from you. I said, you see, we didn't have a meeting to plan what songs he was going to sing. And it like, he just knew what my message was going to be for the next couple of weeks, which is the blessing. Blessing and he sang a song that had to do with the blessing. As he was singing the words, I was here shaking my head. I'm not very familiar with the song, but it just touched me. I was listening to it, and there you go. I know everything I have is from you. I owe everything I am to you. It is the blessing that makes us who we are in Christ. It Christ Himself is the blessing. Now let's go on. So don't forget that it is. it it, it is conferring. When we say a person is blessed, they've been conferred with a divine grace or attribute. If a group of people are blessed, If a church is blessed, there are divine attributes that are attached to that organization, that body, that group of people, and it follows them everywhere they go. If a lineage is blessed, the lineage of Christ was blessed because Abraham was blessed. And if you trace his lineage, it was a blessed lineage. David was blessed. He's also in the lineage of Abraham, right? So. I want to show you something from Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 27. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 27, Moses gave an instruction. To the priests of old, they had a responsibility. The priests were the ones responsible for administering the, uh, the, the, the proceedings in the temple. When people come to worship, their job was to help them to offer the sacrifices. Their job was to help them to observe the sacraments of, of faith in God. So that was the job of the priests to help the people worship God appropriately, to worship God properly. But then Moses told them, you know, above all that you are doing, I want to give you a responsibility in verse actually the lord said to moses in verse 22 of number 6 i'm going to read it to you now hear this if you have it open let's read together it says then the lord said to moses this was the lord who said to moses tell aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. So there are blessings and there are blessings. There are blessings and there are special blessings. I'm reading from the Bible, my friends. There are blessings and there are special blessings. And the Bible didn't say here, and that's I said to Moses. It doesn't say joy fountain said to Moses. It doesn't say the government of Canada said to Moses. It doesn't say the United States government or, or the president of the United States said to or, uh, 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 Moses or, or the Russian president or some king of England or queen of England. Said, no, 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 He says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing listen to it. it says may the lord bless you and protect you may the lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the lord show you his favor and give you peace now they speak those words over the people and verse 27 says whenever aaron and his sons bless the people of israel in my name i myself will do what will bless them that is so powerful my friends and to this very day those ordinances exist even in Christ and I will show you something let's go to Luke chapter 24 Luke chapter 24, please. Luke chapter 24. And I would read from verse 50 to 53. You see, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are called the four synoptic gospels. If you read something in Matthew, you may find it in Mark or not find it in Mark. If you read it in Mark, you may find it in Luke and not find it in John. Here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, they four gave different perspectives of their view of Jesus Christ. John wrote from the love perspective Luke wrote from the healing perspective. Mark wrote from the servant perspective. And Matthew wrote from the king perspective. Uh, Jesus as the kingly one, or the king of the universe, as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He wrote from the authority of the kingship of Jesus Christ. And that's why his lineage is, you know, Matthew writes his lineage the way he did to show the kingly authority of Jesus Christ. Now, watch this. When Jesus was leaving, Luke is the one who now records, interestingly, when, when Luke is the one who wrote more from the you know, the from, from perspective of Jesus, the healer. But then when he's closing, you see that Luke writes in Luke chapter 24, verse 50. He says, then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. The very last thing Jesus did, you know, in Matthew, Matthew talked about, when Matthew was closing, because he was looking at Jesus from the angle of the king, he said that, if you look at Matthew's closing, Matthew chapter 28, the last verses, uh, you know, from verse 19, he said, and he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said, now go in my name and preach the gospel to every nation. He gave them an instruction. People think that the last thing Jesus did was the instruction to go to the world and preach the gospel and cast out devils. That's one of the things that he did on his last day on earth, the very last day on earth. One of the things that he did was give instructions as to how people were to love one, uh, disciples were to love one another, uh, how his disciples are to go out and preach the gospel to the world. But then... What we don't hear of often is that as he was leaving, he was lifting up his hands to heaven and blessing them. There is great significance in this, and we need to pay attention. Why would his last act on earth be blessing his disciples? Because of the value, because of the importance, because of the foundation and nature of the blessing of God Anywhere at all, God blesses anything, any person, any place, any group, any geographical region. The Bible says, while He was blessing them, He left them and was taken up to heaven. So they worshiped Him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. And they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. I want to point out two very distinct things a blessed individual, a blessed nation. A blessed people, you will find a lot of joy in the place, especially for the individual. When a person is blessed by God, there will be joy. When a person is blessed by God, they will always find their way to the truth of God, no matter the situation. Bible said they spent their time in the temple praising God. When we are blessed people, praise will issue forth. Praise will come forth. But the curse, like I said, is the opposite. And we don't want to talk about the curse today. I think when we talk about the blessing, it'll be obvious what a curse is. They say that those who deal with financial, uh, who print money, that how they uh, uh, teach them to, to know counterfeit or, or those who uh, deal with uh, a currency, uh, that's the way to put it, that how they um, teach them to know fake money is by allowing them handle, even sometimes blindfolded, the uh, original so much. They allow them to see it. They study it. They feel it. To a point where if you were to give them fake currency, they will know right away because they know the original. And I think that if we know the blessing, it is very easy for us to recognize the the, the curse of the enemy when we see it. Hallelujah. Okay, so we said the last thing that Jesus did as he was taking was to bless his disciples. And we want to begin to see what that is all about. If you go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Uh, in Genesis chapter 12, I will not read that. I'll just talk about it. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. The Lord came to Abraham. The Bible says that the Lord said to Abraham, leave your father's house, leave your clan, and go to a place that I will show you. He said that I, I will bless you. And those who curse you, I will curse. And those who bless you, I will bless. And it says from you, I will bless. I will bless the nations of the earth. When you hear preachers, when you hear people, when you hear teachers, uh, when you hear people who have versed in the scriptures talk about the blessing of Abraham, what they are talking about is the agreement that God had with Abraham. God wanted to redeem people unto himself. And he chose a family. He chose a person by his own sovereign decision. It could have been you, it could have been me, but he chose somebody. And he said, I want to be, I want to bless you, and I want through you to bless humanity. And that's why Jesus came through the lineage of Abraham. All right. So, Abraham's walk with God began with the promise of a blessing. Actually, I'm going to turn to it because I want to bring out something as I read it. I love to read the scriptures, I don't want us to uh, be lazy. And, uh, you know, thinking, oh, you know, we don't have that much time. But let's, let's try to do this within time. The Lord said to Abraham, Genesis 12, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family... And go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. God is a maker. That's another thing about the blessing. When the blessing is upon a person, God is doing things in that person. God is changing that person. God is transforming that person. They are imperfect, but he's working on and in that person to make them what he wants them to be. He said, I will bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed. Through. All the families, think about it. Who can bless all of the families? It only has to be God. And the only way that that was going to happen was through Jesus Christ, the Son, who was fully God and fully man. All right. So let's go also and see. Okay, let's keep going. The Lord clearly made a distinction between wealth and and a blessing. You know, some people think when you hear blessing, the first thing that comes to them is, oh yeah, what it means is I'm going to be a millionaire. You know, they tie money and possessions to the blessing. No, listen to me. Those are just things that anybody who works hard can get if they're not under a curse. Even if they're under a curse, you you can still get those things. And yet, it will be obvious that there's a curse at work, or that there are difficulties, you know, at play. The Bible says that the Lord, the, the Lord, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. Do you see that? So, so it's important to understand that there's a clear distinction. Abraham was already wealthy to a certain degree before God brought the blessing upon him. If you look at Genesis chapter 12, when he left, the Bible says Abraham left with all of his wealth. He had wealth already. He had silver. He had gold. He had camels. He had sheep. He had oxen. He had servants. Okay. But when he left, he left with wealth. He wasn't poor when God approached him. Uh, but then over time, he became wealthier. He became more blessed with Financial resources, but the blessing is not the financials. The blessing is not the many servants that he had or many staff that he had under him or employees. The blessing was not the, uh, you know, so many uh, oxen or, or farmland or whatever that he had. Those are you know, not necessarily the blessing. The blessing is the presence of God in the life of the person. This is very important to note because some people think it's only about money and all that. That's a false doctrine. That is not from the God of Heaven. When God blesses a person, the byproduct will be all of those things. But the most important thing that a man can ever have, a woman can ever have, a person can ever have, a child, a family is the presence of God in that home, in that family, in that life, and in that church. Uh, As God blessed Abraham, he has also blessed specific people even today he has blessed specific spaces and places for his own purpose. You know when we went into the building that we were going to be using for our church in the next couple of months, I am trusting God that this year would we'll move in in Jesus name. I'm telling you when we walked into that building and we prayed there from that very moment, that address, belong to the Lord from that very moment. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and even those who dwell in it. However, there are spaces and places that are consecrated to God, and God is permitted to go in there and perform his works In the life of people, fill people with joy, save people, do all kinds of things. Now that is not limited to buildings. You can also have that in spaces. As long as we are there and we say, God, we declare this space for you. We bless this space and we ask that it, 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 you know, you do your work in this space. And this is why a lot of Christians, you know, I, I grew up in Nigeria and I remember that when people. You know, have a new house, they build a new house, or they move into a new home. The first thing they do is to ask the ministers in the church, the elders of the church, to come and bring the grace of God that is upon their lives and the church to pray and bless the home. And, you know, it's not common in these parts of the world, but I'm telling you that it is important. And people sometimes walk into places that have been dedicated to other things, dedicated to other you know, uh, for evil purposes and, and nobody knows. And then they walk into these places and then there's all of these problems that begin to happen in their lives and they wonder, where is this? And because people do not have, people are not open to spiritual things. They do not understand the power of the blessing. I want to share something with you that I think will help uh, give you a clear understanding as far as this is concerned. Okay. Okay. So in Genesis chapter 48, going back to the beginning, which is Genesis, the book of beginnings. There's so much you can learn from there. In Genesis chapter 48, verse nine, there is a man by the name of Jacob. Okay. Jacob was a son, grandson of Abraham. You see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So Jacob was living in Egypt. He was old. He was about to die. So here's what he did in in, in Genesis chapter 48, verse eight. He says, then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked. Yes, Joseph told him, these are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, watch this. Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. (laughs) Bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Verse 10, Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him, and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. Now, Jacob was a blessed man. God had blessed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Jacob was a blessed man. Jacob was the one who wrestled with an angel, and his name was changed to Israel, okay? But Jacob here, we see him being called Jacob, and he... And I remember, when we, if you remember, those of you have read that part of the scripture, when he had that wrestle with the angel all night, he asked the angel, the angel said, let me go. He asked the angel, no, I won't let you go until you bless me. It's just to explain what prayer is like, wrestling in prayer, because he was about to meet his brother. One thing I learned recently that really blessed me was Esau, Esau and Jacob had not met for 20 years. And when Jacob was about to go back and meet Esau, he was afraid that after 20 years, Esau still had a grudge against him and that Esau would want to kill him. You know, a friend of mine and I were talking and he said something that really revolutionized me from the inside on this with this story. He said, all this while that Jacob, the blessed one, was afraid that Esau would kill him, he did not know that Esau had no intention of killing him. He had no idea. He did, oh, but he was afraid. And so today, many blessed people, many people with the blessing of God on their lives, we are anxious, we are afraid, we are low COVID-19. What is going to happen? Don't you know that you are secure? In the hollow of his hand. Don't you know that he's your protector? Don't you know that he's your savior? Why don't you first of all talk to him? You can wear masks. You can do all these things. You can do social distancing. Those are all important things. We have to be wise. We can't say, oh no, you know, we're just going to do whatever. No, we have to be wise. But at the same time, we have to remember that we have God on our side. And we can always go to him. The blessed have God on their side. As God blesses Abraham, sorry, as God has blessed Abraham, he has also blessed specific people, places uh, on earth for his purpose. I have said that before, but I I wanted to point something out as we continue here. You see, as as, uh, Jacob was about to bless these two children, their names were Ephraim and Manasseh, okay? This is what happened. (laughs) The Bible tells us that um, as Jacob, let's read from verse 13, then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim toward Jacob's left hand, and with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his hands, friend. Jacob crossed his hand and put the right hand... Now, remember, he was blind. But for some reason, but guided by by, by prophetic uh, uh, graces, he directed the right hand on the head of the younger, Ephraim, and the, the, the left hand on the head of the older. And now, there is spiritual significance in that. And then... His son became upset. Look at verse 17. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim. He Dad, you can't do that. This is the older one. Put your right hand on the head of the older. Don't put your hand or left hand on the, on the head of the older. Uh, that, that's not right. And what did his father say? Verse 19: His father refused. I know my son. I know, he replied manasseh will also become a great people now manasseh is the older one but his younger brother will become even greater and his descendants will become a multitude of nations so jacob blessed the boys that day with his with this blessing the people of israel will use your names when they give a blessing they will say may god make you as prosperous as ephraim and manasseh in this way jacob put ephraim ahead of manasseh you know when, when he was going to bless them, go to back to verse 15. He said, then he blessed Joseph and said, friend, there is power. Remember we read from Numbers chapter 6, we, from verse 24, we read that the Lord said to Moses, this is the blessing that I want the, the priest to put on the children of Israel. And every time they speak in my name, they bless them in my name. I will hear and I will do it. I will be, I will bring the blessing upon them. The divine attributes of God, if they wear out because of people being careless, if they leak out because people are not paying attention, every time they come into the presence of God, and the priest will say you are blessed, the priest say God protects you, may God put his favor on you, may his face shine upon you. God said, I will replenish, I will bless them, I will restrengthen them, I will uphold them. Are you not a Christian that sometimes tell me that you can't tell me that as a Christian you are always up and up. Everything is always honky dory You're always like, yeah There are times when things are down. There are times where it feels you're like in a valley. There are times where it feels like you want to give up. Let me tell you, this year is going to be a trying time for many Christians, and some will just say, done. I am done. I don't want this faith anymore. It's It doesn't have any reasoning. The reason is that they have not been connected to the power source. They are not connected to the one who speaks in our ears when there's violence around, when there's trouble around, when there's crisis around. The one who could sleep in a storm inside the boat, and then he woke up and still the storm. You see, the disciples went to Jesus in the boat, and they said, get up. We are sinking. Friends, we need to learn how to go to Jesus and say, Lord, are you sleeping? We are sinking. The people who run to the Lord will find the Lord speaking to them. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it and they are saved. Jacob blessed Joseph's sons in Egypt. Joseph knew the importance of the blessing and valued it such that he was displeased in how Jacob crossed his hands. "No, I know you are going to bless two of them, but I want the older to be blessed. But God had a plan for the younger. You know your children, you know your family, you know your wife, your husband. God has a plan for every human being. Do you realize that if only we turn to him, in Psalm 86, the Bible says, if my people had turned to me, I would soon have subdued their enemy. But if you are not walking with God, how will that plan become a reality in your life? The blessing, I want to tell you one thing about the blessing. As we continue, you'll hear more even in the coming weeks. The blessing confronts, the blessing combats, And the blessing crushes the curse. When there's a blessing upon you and there's a curse coming from whatever direction, I will show you that in the future as we study Balaam who tried to curse Israel. Okay? But let's focus today on what the blessing is and what it can do. The blessing confronts and combats and crushes the curse. The more we bless, the more progress we see. That's why the Lord said it uh, through the book of James that, you know, You don't see a fountain that gives out both bitter and sweet water. And the Bible says, let our communication, let our speech be seasoned with grace. So that those who are of the outside will not have anything evil to say of us. The blessing of Abraham, I will close with this, is Jesus Christ. It is through him that all the nations of earth are blessed. So if you are listening to me today, do you know Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship with him? It is time for you maybe to say, well, I want to take a step and try. I want to see what it means to know Jesus. I want to have a relationship with him. Or perhaps you are falling along the wayside because of all the things you see around. You don't really know. Is God really, if God is there, why is there so much trouble in the world? Well, you need to come closer because he needs to tell you what the program is, what the plan is, and how things are going to play out. Those, the Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. You can start a journey with Jesus today. What you have to do is say, Lord, I repent of my sins. I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to come and die in my place. I believe in him as my savior. I receive him as my savior. And if you do that, simple prayer, it doesn't matter how you pray it, as long as you are sincere in your heart. The Lord Jesus will come and take residence with you and he will give you peace that passes all understanding. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, whose mind is looking up to him. David said, I will look on, I will look unto the hills for where does my help come from? He says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and the earth. Today, I want you to understand that the blessing is the, the, the God conferring a divine grace or attribute to a person, a group of people, a lineage, a place or geographical location. Today, I want you to understand that as I preach of the gospel, as one who is giving grace to encourage people, I can pray for you and I can continue to encourage you. The word of God brings a blessing into your life. As you listen, you feel encouraged. As your faith grows, the blessing is growing in you. And so today I say you are blessed in Jesus' name. You are far from the the curse. The Lord will protect you and give you peace in Jesus' name. And I hope that you are saying amen where you are because the blessing is a reality. And the more we bless, the more we progress. God bless you in Jesus' name. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.